When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Championship, 1-0, undefeated season rolls on. 82-0. It's Here funny that the name go. of our text thread, Jimmy, is still C's 72 and 0 with that <laughs> with that post COVID shortened season, and we haven't yeah. changed it yet. Uh, Think about but, that sometimes. Uh, okay, I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the mood of the room the room decide. Let's check um, the comments here. What direction we're going tonight? Because <laughs> what do you mean? Be... What direction? Where we have to go in one direction tonight? We'll touch yeah. upon everything, but we have to go. KP. All I'm saying is forward I just, direction. John. I just turned on the chat. Forward. Everyone's gonna drive. Everyone's gonna think it's me. I I, I turn because on you the hate chat. him, John. You hate I, him. I no. I hey, turn on the chat. No, no, no. I turn on the chat. First four comments are JB. Then it's I'm and gonna it's show not you. Either. Just in a row. Just in a row. Co- first comment I read. Oh, spooky. Ahmed, these are too spooky. <laughs> Ahmed, went, Ahmed went nuts. <laughs> these are too spooky. Um, spooky season. Uh, then it's Cornette sucks. I'm sorry, guys. Then the, thir- <laughs> then the third one I see is this. Missoula fighting for his job. <laughs> these, are our, these are our listeners. These are our viewers, John. These are the ones. This and they the- won. These are our children. <laughs> they won this game. <laughs> And they won. Listen, I'm leading with Chris Stapps Porzingis because, as everyone should know by now, I am madly in love. Is this where we are, guys? (laughs) We're not. I'm not. I'm not even looking at those comments right now. I'm starting with the new hire, Chris Stapps Porzingis. Hired, hired talent there, and um, this guy. He's Larry Bird meets Kevin Garnett. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He does it all, Sherrod. He does it all. He even flops out there, which uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let that one slide tonight for the for the. Uh, I love that new call though. I love the flopping call. I do even too. if it's even if it's against Celtics guys, just get that out of the game. But Porzingis offense, defense, outside, inside, getting back. I mean, this guy was everywhere. He was fired up. Him and Tatum, you know, kind of led the way tonight, but. If 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 you were, you know, if you had any hesitation about the Porzingis fit, I don't and, and John, you mentioned it before he went on. They didn't even look for him in all the in all the right places yet. And he was still having such no, a No, they could have hit him a hundred times, you know. Yeah. Like I think they they gotta figure out like, oh my goodness, I, it, and they should be running him in screen action all game long. They will. It, yeah. Well, the, the, this the is game one. Is we gotta doing, they were doing that in the first quarter. And what did he do? He got you 15 points. And then they kind of went away from it after that. <laughs> there was a there was a possession in the second quarter that 
when if you're scouting the Celtics, this that one possession is going to scare the crap out of you. Is Przingis and Tatum high pick and roll at the top of key? Przingis rolls to the basket. Both defenders gravitate to him. Tatum, I think he missed a shot because he was like, "Shit, I'm wide open." Right. That never happens when we run pick and roll with Rob. Never. You know, I a love seven my- foot three guy wide open. He's gonna have. He's never gonna get a shot blocked once this year. Another bold yeah. prediction. He will never have a shot blocked this year. You know I love my analogies, and three minutes and 30 seconds into the first show of the year, I'm going to give my first one, okay. because I'm not going to overreact to like anything in night one. It's a brand new team, a brand new band. They're playing together for the first time, uh, but uh, what I will say is where you have some things like what you saw tonight, Porzingis go crazy in one quarter, then Tatum saved their asses in a really sloppy second quarter by doing what you want to see him do aggressive downhill downhill quick moves not rocking the baby going 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 and then you kind of forget about you know you know what you're doing and then it's you know who knows what and then it comes back to you know Tatum was good in the third then they come back to KP in the fourth you know I I view this team it was my first analogy uh like a like a buffet like there's a lot of good options, right? Like, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just, you come up to the line and you don't know which one you want to put on your plate. You want to put all of them on there and you'll just forget stuff. Like you walk that. back to the table and be like, oh man, you know, like I might've loaded up a little bit too much on pasta and I left the prime rib there. Like they're going to well, do that. Well, that's a and, rookie mistake. That's a rookie mistake. Don't eat, don't eat, don't waste your time on don't, bread and pasta. Don't go to pasta. That's what they, the that's what they want you to do. Okay. Exactly. All you can eat pasta. You go up there with one. That's what the buffet lobby is is hoping that you do. But that's going to happen here. Is they're going to forget? They're going to they're going to get overloaded. They're going to forget some stuff, and guys are going to get left out. Um, What's cornet at the buffet? What would you say? (laughs) Is he like green beans? Garnet yellow salad. No, he's the he's 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 the he's the kale garnish. He's not even a kale salad. You're not supposed to. You're uh, not supposed to right, eat that's that. Mean, that's garnish. That's Don't mean. put it out there. You <laughs> yeah, shouldn't yeah, put yeah. cornet on your plate. Okay? Big Kale wants you to eat it. <laughs> uh, yeah. man. Uh, no, man. you don't do that. He's a garnish. Uh, you don't, you John, don't I'm eat just noticing. Gar- you bullied Ahmed out of getting rid of the spooky comments. No, I got rid of him. Oh, well, you're <laughs> Executive a decision. It was, you know what? It wasn't the spookiness. It was just the 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 the. It was the, the, the you can't read crooked. You can't read crooked. <laughs> I've noticed that you you're not doing well reading anymore. You need glasses. I, I have glasses. The, I don't think it's the uh, font. I think it's the font size. No, the crooked bothered me. I was trying to figure it out. Um, so yes. Anyways, uh, I just that's totally what that's what we have there. It's a little bit. It, so, I, you know, there's a little bit of last year, kind of like. Yeah, your ball, my ball. But now there's four guys, five guys to share the ball with. You're going to see nights, I guarantee, where Holiday has five shots. White has three. You know, like there's going to be nights like that, too. So they got to figure out what they're doing there. They definitely didn't have it figured out tonight. What I will say is we did not have ball dominant point guard Drew Holiday here. We had kind of the same stuff. Run that high screen, give the ball to Tatum or Brown top of the key. Let them kind of cook, figure stuff out like I didn't. I thought we'd have a different kind of look in how the offense was going to go, and I don't think we really did on night one. I'm hoping it's going to get a little bit better as we go along because, you know, if if you didn't know any better, you would have thought that that was Marcus Smart out there and not Drew Holiday because the role that they played in the offense 
was pretty the much same. the same. He took a couple of bad shots. Marcus Smart will always take a couple of bad shots. He did some good things defensively. Marcus does good things defensively. It's going to take them a, a couple minute turnovers. Right. But the thing that impressed me was that they recognized certain matchups and they absolutely went at them. And I, I don't I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but it felt like Tatum spent way more time trying to get in the paint, back his man down than he normally does. It seemed like he didn't settle for the the five, six, seven long shots under pressure or early in the shot clock that he normally takes. Instead, it like when he saw that he had a smaller guy on him, he took his ass on the block and tried to post him up. He drifted in and out in that, I thought, a little bit. He had a period of time where he was just perfect, uh, his offensive approach. But then just unnecessarily, needlessly breaking down a guy and going ISO with a, with a, with a tough, yeah. like, challenged shot when it wasn't It almost necessary. seemed like he felt bored at that yes, point. Yes. And, like, and he needed to challenge can, himself. I, I don't love that, but no, that's either. fine. Uh, it's just you don't need it on this team. You know, just – You don't need it, John, but at the same yeah. time, you still want your your – possible MVP to go into some sort of takeover mode at times. You still have to like take the shot, take the heat check, try to do it all once in a while. Not to the point where it's a detriment to the team, but I'm not that upset if he has a look and he goes for it instead of moving the ball around. Because at the end of the day, someone's going to end up taking that shot. And if it's not a horrible shot, you still like your chances with him with the ball in his hand. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he should have 10 assists a night instead of 30 points a night. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. But he still needs to be the guy. He still needs to be aggressive. He can't get super, super passive. And I think Jalen Brown's going to find himself in that position more than Jason Tatum will. And you're muted, I think. Can't hear you, John. Yeah. Sorry, we talked about this a bit. I really think Jalen is the key because I think he's the one who's going to have the hardest time. Uh, Because Porzingis, by the by, the benefit of being seven foot nine, you know, is going to. uh, uh, Thanks, Jimmy J. Uh, and yes, we're going to get into Missoula and his rotations. And again, I'm going to give Joe a pass because I think he's going to have to figure out who's playing. Um, but I don't think he has any clue what he's doing right now. Uh, in turn, I think it's going to be a lot of not in a bad way. I think it's going to be a ton of, uh, in, you know, in season. What we got all these assistants for though? In season experimentation. But um, Jalen's going to be the one who struggles the most here. Porzingis is going to get his looks because he's Porzingis and he's big and he can get, he can roll, he can play in the post. Uh, You can find him on lobs, which they did a couple of times. And obviously he can step out on that screen and roll friggin' 10 feet past the three point line and still get clean looks up there. I mean, if that stuff is indefensible and Brown's going to get, you know, Brown's going to get frozen out a little bit. How does he deal with that? There was a period in that quarter, in that third quarter, and I tweeted it. Brown made a couple of nice passes, hit uh, Horford uh, for a three, and then had another one uh, down low. Uh, and then, you know, we'll get into what happened in the fourth quarter a little bit later because that's what has everybody kind of scratching their heads here. But um, mm-hmm. I think Brown's the one who's only going to have the toughest time adjusting to this new world order. Yeah, and 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 I think he will. I mean, he, he's shown the ability to, to adapt and acclimate himself to what they've needed him to do. But this is completely different from the standpoint of it's one thing to figure out how to fit in with the team. It's another thing to do it and win a championship because that's what this is. Everything that we're talking about, everything that they do, is all building towards winning a championship. And Jalen, I, I think you're right. I think he's the one guy that's going to have to figure out how does he fit Sacrifice. into that puzzle. Well, it's yeah. That's part of it, Jimmy. I mean, it's it's one thing to say, yeah, you got to sacrifice, but what does that mean? I mean, does that mean? I think it means. Shots? Yeah, yeah sacrifice might be the right word. It means something different for every player. You know, I like Maybe Tatum. Adjust. 
What's that? Maybe adjust. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he definitely has to adjust. I, I think for him, when you look at the way this team plays, the big adjustment that I think Jalen needs to make, and I thought today we saw signs of that, was he needs to really buy into the fact that he can be and should be an elite defender. He needs to absolutely mm-hmm. go chips all in on that because he's the one – If that's, that's the one thing right now they could use from him – that would set him in some respects apart from some of the other guys. Because Drew Holiday is a great two-way player. But Jalen Brown is a better offensive player than Drew Holiday. So if he if yes, he can if he can, right, so if he can step his game up being Jalen defensively and still give you some semblance of what he can do offensively, that gives even more value to what he brings to this team. And he he's got to figure that out. Um yeah. but you know, this was for your first game with a relatively new team, lots of different pieces, moving pieces coming together. You did what you needed to do. You got the win. How much yeah. of that, Sherrod, how much of figuring out is desire to to play hard or is it is it basketball IQ? I think it's for him. For probably him. a little bit of it's a little bit of both. But I would, I would if I had to lean one way or the other, I would just say that it's probably more desired. Because mm-hmm. um, when you, for guys in this league who show the ability to score at a high clip, it's kind of like you get that taste and you don't want to lose that taste. You right. you like the fact that you can go out there and get you twenty points tonight. Defending at a high level is hard, particularly when you know that you can get you can bring it at the other end the way he can. So I think for him, it's just a matter of just locking in and just getting it done. Because we've seen him; he's able to do it. It's not a question of can you do it. Can you do it consistently? That's right. what he needs to do. Yeah. So we'll hit on Jalen a little later because so much of, I I think, of what we're going to be watching for while they work out their kinks and and get to know one another is what's different. You know, Mm -hmm. Missoula's approach, the team approach, talking about a team that he wanted to learn to live without uh, knocking down threes. It happened tonight. They did win without knocking down the threes. I don't know how much of that was based off of what they did. I don't know how much of that was the Knicks missing a crap ton of bunnies and free throws throughout the course of the night. This game could have gone in a lot of different directions. So, again, I'm not going to dig too deep into the results in either direction here. But it could have gone it could have gone south. And this could have been a game where we're sitting here talking about Jalen Brown's turnovers – a crap three-point shooting team and a team that doesn't know how to win without threes. Thankfully not. So you're going to give them credit for digging out a win there when, you know, they didn't really play a clean game. But then again, of course, neither did New York. It's early in the season. So not much of this is going to necessarily matter. But what Jimmy was saying, and Jimmy's all in on it, and I think we have to go back and, and talk about him a little bit more, is like Chris Porzingis is like for anybody – who had any reservations at all about bringing him in and this and that. I understand injuries. I understand the different things that, you know, you might be worried about, but Oh my goodness. Like this is, this is a different thing that they have here than anything that they've had before. And like, he he just came out and announced his presence with authority. And the the thing that is, kind of amplifies that is the fact that if you go back and you look at those first like three, four, five possessions and the ridiculous spacing that they had, it's like, you can't double anyone. You can't help on anyone because there's literally three other guys that can knock down wide open shots. Consist- and Przingis is a big part of that, that effect. Uh, he's, he can get buckets in the paint. He can get buckets, the mid range, he can shoot the three. Uh, and you know, he is an, He's shown to be a better defender than I thought. That was the thing that I was most concerned about him. Could he 
be a liability at the defensive end of the floor. And at least against New York, he wasn't. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see when they play teams that play a little bit smaller, how he handles dealing with a, a, a smaller, more perimeter-oriented big. But, again, he seems to be the ideal fit for what they need to upgrade from where they were a year ago. He was a beast defensively. I just saw a stat on um, ESPN put some stats I up. he had five blocks, four? He had four. Yeah, four. Okay. He had four blocks. First player in NBA history with five threes in four blocks in a team debut. Chris Porzingis, everybody. I find those stats so freaking. Well, it's it just goes to show you that he does he <laughs> so does it so on arbitrary. both. Arbitrary. Yeah, it I is, know. but it isn't because it's three point shooter and somebody with a presence, you know, down low theoretically. So thirty points, most points in a Celtics debut. I don't know if you've heard Celtics are a pretty storied franchise. And Sharada, your defensive. Uh, stat held the Knicks to 20% shooting three of 15 when he was contesting a shot. And he so, was contesting this ass up at the start of the game. I mean, they could, a lot of those, those shots that the Knicks were missing early on, he had a hand in someone's face or he was pinning it on the glass or swatting it. This was, a, this was, again, I, what he does offensively doesn't surprise me because he's always been a good scorer. Always. It was always the defense that was a problem. I remember, you know, when uh, during one of the preseason games, Brad did like an end game interview where he was talking about, you know, when he was coaching the team, they went at Porzingis because that's what everyone did. You go at him and, and force him to play defense. You can't do that as much now. Um, no, and and you up? hope what? that. It, yeah, go ahead. What's up? I just want to say what's up to Big Cass there. Oh, what's jumping, up, Big Cass? Yeah. Normally, in the building. normally comes in a little later. I just wanted to acknowledge that. We see you, brother. We're good, to, good, good to have you. Um, um, and good to have all of you guys. Uh, obviously, like night one, a lot of people out there. And thank you guys for joining us rather than uh, digging in right now and watching Big Babies. I mean, Big Baby, uh, watching uh, watching baby. Grant Williams' Dallas debut. Um, <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm, I'm multitasking. Are you? Should I pull it up here? Yeah. All, well, all I'm seeing is Lucas score. Lucas yeah. score. Yeah. San Antonio scores. How'd Marcus do tonight? I don't know. You, you will Lucas. like this, though. Celtics fans will like this. Wimby's first block, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Oh, hell so yeah. I do yeah. like that a lot, actually. But, yeah, you could be watching Grant Williams' debut. You're watching us instead, so we do appreciate it. We're going to talk about a ton more stuff, including – Marcus Smart, 15 do- points, 6 of 11, 1 of 2 – Two of six from three. We're going to dig in a little bit on, on Jalen, on Joe, and the bench. A little bit. Not too much. We're going to talk about some things and what talk. they might portend. Um, and, you know, it's not necessarily how it's going to be forever. But there's definitely some <laughs> concerns that some people have regarding some things. And we saw a lot of them on night one. And I'm not going to lie. You saw a lot of them. So we'll get into that a little bit. Just a little bit. I promise we will be gentle, okay? We will be gentle. Yeah, yeah, Just easy, easy. Really light stuff. <laughs> it's really game light. one. No know. anger. Yeah. This isn't – we're going to be all right. So – but Jump the with cra- the disclaimers out the gate. Yeah, I'm just telling you. It's going to happen. If you're going to get triggered, we already had somebody hit Jimmy <laughs> up on warning. Twitter. Yeah, somebody hit Jimmy <laughs> yeah, up on Twitter. Did. I can't do it, man. Can't listen to the Jalen stuff. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to. I get it. I'm just somebody, warning you. Yeah, they may me. say some things and your delicate, you know, virgin ears may, you know, be. But we're not going in hard tonight. We're not. Okay. This is uh, Kareem. He said, uh, that's why I stopped watching the show. I don't feel like hearing people cry every game, bringing my mood down after a win. He said it with that indignant tone. Yeah. That's and then John it. said, well, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. 
uh, Kareem, but, if you're uh, watching, it's okay. You can come back. We're not. We're not gonna. Back. Yeah. The the KP stuff is interesting because you know how many times are Celtics fans flexing over the 30-30 Jalen and uh and Tatum games? Like you think Jalen's sitting in the corner with a little tear right now, like, oh, he did it with Chris Steps, <laughs> you know, like that's gonna Please. happen. And again, we, we talk about our BS predictions we made the night before. Many of them are rooted in some things that we believe. I really do believe just based on why in the world, why did we spend time, any of us who spend time thinking about the notion of splitting up the Jays is because you hated one player or you thought they weren't good at basketball. No, you wanted something different, a different type of player who played a different position and could approach scoring in a different way than, than Tatum, who's clearly the alpha on this team. And you're kind of seeing Porzingis assert himself in that way early on. And I think it's going to happen a lot because it's another viable option that does something different than what I do. That is if you're Tatum and you're going to have the ball in your hands and he's going to be working those screens and they're going to start to realize that they can get it to him. I think that's going to happen a little bit. And we talked a little bit about Brown being marginalized some. That could happen, but he could also end up being more effective by what you said, Sherrod, leaning into defense, being a facilitator, you know, almost taking that Ray Allen role, recognizing, all right, it's KG and Pierce here and they're going to do their thing. So I'm going to have to kind of adapt a little bit, you know, and I, I, I say this all the time. Ray Allen was not a run your ass off around screens player in his early days. He was give me the ball and get the F out of my way. I'm going to score player. That's who he was. Celtics fans think that's what he did his whole life. Like some of them, that's not what he did his whole life. He wasn't an off ball player just running around screens relentlessly. He'd run like two marathons a game playing for Boston, but that's what it took to make his mark. And he was frigging phenomenal doing that. So, you know, you might see an evolution of Brown as, uh, as things kind of go on here. Oh God! <laughs> Good thing Mavs fans going in on Grant already. <laughs> Mavs, so Mavs about- fans are are getting the Grant Williams uh, introduction tonight. I just <laughs> That's I just whopping eleven I just, minutes. I just Twitter searched Grant Williams and it is ugly out there for, <laughs> for our old friend. If 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 your buddy who doesn't want to hear the Jalen slander, uh, yeah. you know, don't 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 Google Grant Williams right now. Yeah, yeah, just the very first one. Grant Williams is terrible. Grant Williams <laughs> cannot guard Wemby. Well. Probably nobody can. Guys, get, Grant, get Grant Williams off of my team. It's the expectations of the contract that are going to hit that are going to hit Brown a little a bit this year. Boy. If every bad game Brown has, it's going to be like he's the highest paid player in the NBA. Same thing. Mavs fans just gave Grant Williams money. They're they're you know the the the, the franchise did. They're expecting stuff. If he doesn't deliver, yeah. or if he just ends up being Grant, I don't know if that's going to be enough for them. A uh, couple things we want to tell you once again, want to remind you about our sponsors here at the Garden Report. And again, FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network and snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. If you haven't already, the season is well underway. We are in week four. Bobby Manning absolutely squoke one out against, oh, yeah. against, uh, against me uh, this weekend in our little fantasy matchup with the late Matt Stafford garbage time touchdown, but hey, you know, it was fun last week too. Betting the Dolphins, and oh my goodness gracious, the (laughs) amount of dough my friends made off of Dolphins props, parlays, and this and that. Holy wow! You all, you if you bet anything in that Dolphins game, you hit um, last week, so that was amazing. But the offer here you can get a FanDuel is uh you you know bet five get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed that's all you have to do is bet five win or lose you get that uh so if you've been thinking about joining go ahead and do it go to fanduel.com 
slash Boston. Once again, FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, the official partner in the NFL and the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. You have to be 21 and over here and present in Massachusetts to take part in the deal. Hope is here. If you have any sort of issues with gambling, uh, you can go to gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24 7 support as for that deal restrictions do apply the bonus bets expire in seven days check out terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com and on top of that if you want help figuring out what you're supposed to do uh, go to oddsr.com oddsr.com slash celtics download Mm. that app what oddsr.com is, is not a sports book. They just help you bet smarter. So go check it out. They use AI and machine learning to make you make sure that you are making smart bets all the time. 30 day free trial. When you go to oddsr.com slash Celtics, all you have to do is download that app. Um, all right, guys. So we're back. We do want to tell everybody that uh, Bobby Manning and Josue Pavone are in New York. They will be joining the show in a little bit. They are gathering their post-game reaction right now. You guys seeing anything coming out of the locker room regarding this game yet? Um, I see here Grant Williams is a top-tier scammer. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there was a one line where, like, Grant Williams is our third best player. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're not happy. It's not. It's not going. Well, for his debut is a little bit different than Porzingis's. We'll leave it at that. Apparently, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh, poor Grant. Poor Grant. I don't. I think it's too soon for the locker room, John. Here's a comment here. I don't think so. I think they're out there. This is a. Here's a. Um, oh, really? Okay. Jalen is a three hundred million dollars sloppy fourth on this team. If this team implodes, Brad will move JB in the offseason. Ouch. I joked with a friend JB of mine. JB haters that, are out tonight. I joked. I, again, that's going to happen with the, the weight of the expectations of that contract. I joked with a friend of mine that I was leading the show, and the first question I was going to ask you guys was, uh, <laughs> where will Jalen Brown be playing next season? Um, and uh, I said – I, I quoted a, a, a fake quote from you. I said, could they even get a first-round pick for Jalen Brown right now? <laughs> that was a Derek White narrative for a while. <laughs> What could they get for him? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. No. So uh, waiting for some (laughs) stuff out of the locker room uh, and we'll bounce it around. So let's go once around the world because here are the things that are hot on people's minds. Uh, You know, number one, uh, let's, you know, let's talk a little bit. We'll get back to Jalen a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what Joe was doing with the rotations there. Um, There was a lot of double big. I thought in the first half he was doing that because – because uh, White got into foul trouble. He had three early and he sat and he missed a bunch of time. But I'm just, I don't understand. Is this going to be like, you signed all these guys, right? And you have a bunch of them who can do some stuff and you opt for Luke Cornett for some reason. Uh, When you have another big on the floor, I understand in games when bigs sit, explain to me Luke Cornett in any capacity tonight in this game. Other than breaking a sweat, I'm not sure what he brought to the game. I don't know what he brought to the game, but what's the what did you expect him to bring to the game? Well, I expected him if he's out there playing, he's a warm body. 
defend a little bit, yeah. uh, maybe grab a rebound, maybe take a wide-open shot, set a good screen, make a great bounce pass. Do something that when you get off the floor, I can think of one discernible skill you showed out there that warranted you being out there. And he was the only guy that they played tonight that I felt gave you nothing. Because even, I mean, even though Sam Hauser missed Hauser. a bunch of shots, Hauser actually grabbed the rebound every now and then. Hauser actually made a play every now and then, didn't make any shots, but that's okay. At least he did something that showed, okay, he at least is giving me something that I can remember. Luke did <coughs> nothing. No, he did didn't. Nothing. And and you know what? Not to don't want to only pick on Luke. I mean, I, I can't say that the bench did a whole lot to really make no. everybody feel better about the depth situation. And you look at the Knicks. They actually have some depth on their team. I actually thought that dude Hardenstein, he pushes himself around. He was awesome. He got his yeah. hand on so many loose balls. They were scrappy. On the, yeah, imagine the if they had a guy glass, like him coming off the bench. Chance, keeping balls alive. He was great. Scrappy. He's, energy, he's perfect for energy. a bench role like that. Yeah. The Celtics don't have a big like that coming off the bench. They have, obviously, they have Quickly, who's, if he's going to come off the bench all year, and he's going to be your sixth man of the year because he's still uh, pretty he nasty. Second, he was second in it last yeah, year. So. Right. He had a late surge, and he almost, he almost uh, took it. Um, and then they have Josh Hart and um, Dante DiVincenzo. They have a decent bench. Celtics don't have that bench, so they are going to need, oh, you know, they are going to need Jalen Brown to still score 25 points a game, you know, because what? this was a relatively low-scoring game by, for today's NBA standards, 108 to 104. Yeah, um, but, but, but Jimmy, the thing here's the thing, though. You, you're right. I, I think the Knicks have, probably have a little bit more depth on the bench, but there's a huge difference in that starting lineup. Oh, I agree Boston. completely. And, and, and that, to me, that that's what I, I think the Celtics, they need to figure out a way to close the gap a little bit in terms of that bench impact. Not necessarily production, but impact. Uh, they just but you're going to rely more on your starting Al Horford, lineup. Al Horford, who they, they obviously think of as a sixth starter. I thought he was great tonight. Uh, in the minutes that he played, he had a couple big shots, was uh, active on the glass, did a good job defensively, which we expect from him. Um, but other than Al, they didn't really get – and Pitcher made some made, – you know, obviously big free throws there down the stretch. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they didn't really get anything from that second unit other than Al's production. And they, they're going to need more than that as the season progresses. They're going to need yeah. at least one or two other guys to give them something, some okay. kind of juice. At there. the half, they had two points from the bench um, on an Al Horford dunk in transition – um, and you played how you, 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 he got, we were nine deep, nine minutes into the game, you know, cause he got, or eight deep, nine minutes into the game. And then Cornette shocked everybody coming out of the timeout to start the second quarter. So nine players, you know, to, by the time the second quarter kicked off. Um, and I was like, okay, I don't mind. Joe's going to utilize the bench some. And we said he has to do that, right? You can't yeah. have your starters playing 37, 38, but it was just those well, guys. Did. And, and again, among like, you know, one of the things we talked about in our, our preview show, I don't think Hauser keeps his spot necessarily in the rotation. I think Pritchard will. And I don't think Cornette really is deserving of minutes, but that's who Joe's comfortable with now because we know that Joe really, really, really it has to feel comfortable with what who he's putting out there. He's not really a risk taker. He's not just going to throw out okay. any of the new guys, but like they're there. Are you telling me? All of those guys are there just to break glass in case of emergency. Every single one of them. I'm not saying that they're great, but again, it's like, what are you putting in there in their stead? Um, and how long is that going to last? I do wonder. There, yeah. and, but the bigger issue isn't necessarily as much um, 
the rotation, the bench isn't going to be great, but you have six starters, which means two or three of them are on the court all the time. The bench, and again, you know, and I, people in my comments said this too, this isn't frigging seventh, you know, like eight-year-old youth basketball where it's five in, five out. The right. bench is going to have a J, one of the guards, and either Horford or Porzingis in there at all times with two yeah. bench players. That's your bench. You just need two serviceable guys. But which pieces are going to fit? Which guys are going to work together? You know, and how is that going to go? And, you know, Joe trying to figure it out. But I don't know. I mean, the double big thing really threw me tonight with Cornette getting some minutes in there and him, him, him that being a thing. Yeah, I, I think at some point – probably before Thanksgiving or sometime around then, I think Joe's going to start looking seriously at guys like Kata and guys like Lamar Stevens and just trying to get guys who they may not be the most skilled guys, but they're energy guys. They're guys who can just kind of what Hardenstein did for for the Knicks, just go out there and give you some type of juice. And no, you don't have to necessarily score a ton of points, but be active and engaged and just force the tempo, force guys to be uncomfortable with you being out there. Uh, that's what when I talk about impact, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You don't have to score 10, 12, 15 points, but you need to make an impact if you're coming off the bench. And right now, you know, one game into it, obviously we've got a lot of season left, but other than Al Horford, didn't really feel anyone off that second unit came into the game and put their imprint on the game for the minutes they were out there. That's a good way to put it. Now, uh, I'm curious, Jimmy's take too, like who you'd play there, but like Hauser only makes an impact if the shots fall. I don't know what Cornette makes an impact doing. I don't. I'm sorry. It's not meant to be slander, but I don't know what he makes an impact doing. I think he's serviceable if needed, but I don't know what you're bringing him in to do. Um, mm. Defensive players or guys who play energy minutes, no matter what, are bringing energy. Guys who play defense, no matter what, are play. They're actually more reliable than, well, let's see if the offense is there from this guy sort of thing. And I like, I want them to use shooting, and I think that they should have played Hauser more. But I think you might have better options this year uh, that might be able to give you more if the shot's not falling. I think Hauser's so dependent on those shots falling, and all he does is the second it touches his hands, he kind of lets it fly because he knows that's what he's out there to do. And th tonight was one of those nights. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And when he's out there, fine, do that. But I think it's different. When you're a big, when you're like a seven-footer and you're not physical and you're not, you're not seven a feet. great yeah. shooter, you're right. It's like, what what is it that you do? Find what it is that you do well and do that. And I think that's kind of where they might be at with Cornette. If, I'm sure Ked is going to get a chance. I mean, obviously – He's he played well enough in, in summer league. He made the team. He has some small level of NBA experience. So um, it's just a matter of time before I think he does get that opportunity. And I, I understand Joe going with a guy like Cornette tonight that's been on the team. And like you said, he's a little bit more comfortable with. But damn, John, I mean, you talk about the buffet. When Joe turns around and look, looks at his bench, <laughs> that's a buffet Parsley. I do not want to be walking down. You got beets. You got like arugula. That's I mean, that's the potato <laughs> salad that's been sitting so long that like the yellow has turned crusty yellow. Yeah, you know, like you gotta really dig underneath. Yeah, and you gotta get underneath it because it's it's really crusted over. It's been the sitting top. for a while. It's been sitting for a while. No for one's a gone into that tater salad. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, th this team is gonna lean a lot heavier on their starting lineup this year, or their in their starters. So, like a team like the Knicks, just to use them because they just played them tonight, they can, yeah, their starters aren't as talented as the Celtics starters but they're going to balance that out a little bit more with their bench unit. So mm -hmm. and they're going to be competitive. They're an energetic team. They fought tonight. They fought last year. They were a tough out in the playoffs. And it seems like they still have that same identity. The Celtics, 
they're going to have a little bit of a new identity this year. I don't know if we know what it is yet because they're, there's been some pretty significant changes. I still think they can be a tough team. Obviously, they're going to be more talented on paper than than every team showing up, than, than every team they're playing. But they have to show up, though, because we saw it in stretches tonight. They go up double digits, they give it up. Then they go up again, they give it up. All of a sudden, they're down four after the Jalen Brown fiasco in the fourth there. And so they can't allow that to become part of who they are, where they, they can't hold leads. And, and we've dealt with that for numerous seasons now with this team where you just never feel comfortable with any lead that they had. And every, I, I, I logged on to Twitter in the middle of that second half and it was everyone saying, here they are, the 2022 Celtics are back or whatever, you know, and, and luckily they closed it out tonight. I think the difference was there was some level of execution tonight and they closed out that next, you know, that, that game and they, and they, and they ended up pulling it off. Whereas yeah. in, in past seasons, maybe they don't. I do want to point this out. We all know this stat, and we know he had the best defensive rating among individual players last year, but it's also fake news. Like, I mean, we know it, but it's like it has nothing to do with his actual defensive prowess. We understand the concept of when you target a player, sometimes you take yourself out of your game because you're just doing one thing and it's not necessarily successful. But I guarantee you nobody on the Celtics nor Sam Hauser himself believes that he's a good defensive player. And he's also the victim of getting cheap chintzy fouls called every time he tries to take somebody underrated, on. And that ha- most that happens- underrated defensive player. Yeah, that happens to him all the time. So it's not underrated. I understand the numbers. The numbers made an argument that he was a sound defensive player last year. He's not actually, uh, but we we gave him a lot of praise for remaining competitive last year. Mm-hmm. I don't. He was not a turnstile. He's just not. You know, he's not physical. He doesn't have great lateral movement. You know, he he can't really get off the ground. But he stayed pretty competitive. He did the best that he could with what he's got, and I thought was fine last year. Certainly, on that roster, worthy of getting some minutes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a bit of a fit here. In addition to Joe's rotations, what about the offense? Um, I will say, what was it? <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> I guess is the question. They just tried to out-talent the other team, right? And that'll work. Like, you can have Whoa. games where half of your players aren't good. What? Guys? No. I don't know what this means. It's about a buck twenty-five. Yeah. Well, we just got a thousand. A thousand of these. What's an NGN? Nigerian currency. Nigerian currency. Huh. A thousand. So like buck, have, yeah, it's like a buck. Yeah, like John said, it's like literally a buck twenty-six today. That's, <laughs> listen, that's fun. Do we have somebody watching from Nigeria? Is that how it works? We do. I love that. That's unbelievable. We're global, baby. Shout out Nigeria. It. I'm huge in Nigeria. I'm absolutely massive in Nigeria. I think we were like the number seven sports podcast in the Philippines or something. Uh, like that I believe. That. There are a lot of Celtics fans in the Philippines, man. I don't know why, but there are. <laughs> I, I I can guess why, but I, I'm not going to. Yeah. Good so, idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what were we doing? What were we doing here? Is that is that the thing? Is just let the players kind of do their thing? It felt like it tonight, didn't it? It felt like yeah. like like a a um, kind of glorified pickup game. Where you call your own files, you make you know, and and just let them play. Um, I'm hoping it's not going to be like this all season because that's kind of defeats the purpose of you being the head coach. Um, I'm what I'm looking for going forward though is to, is to see what kind of imprint does Charles Lee and Sam Cassell and those guys have on what we're seeing out there. Because tonight I didn't feel that at all. I, I think that they were very. 
consistent with most watching. assistant coaches, just kind of watching the game, kind of like like we were. Um, but I, I want to see some signs of their imprint on this. And typically, what happens with that is when players talk about that in in their you know post game comments about you know we coach worked on me with this X Y Z one two three and you know team bought into it blah 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 yada yada yada. Um, like I said, we're one game into all of this, so it's 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 definitely you know early for that kind of stuff. But but did we trade, look out for that though? Did we trade for Drew Holiday to turn him into Marcus Smart? Because that's not what I I thought you thought you're doing is like, do you want a guy to come in and sometimes run the point, but then also just defer to other people? I mean, like among the things that I want to like, I want to squash or want to get away from as much as possible. I want to get away from Luke Cornett and any minutes that he that he has on the court. And I want to get away from uh, Point Tatum or Point Brown or offense running through those guys. I think you've got two capable guys who I want to see the ball in their hands and I want to see them initiating. Uh, and I want to see them run, you know, get into some actions here and, 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 you know, take advantage of things. I don't just want to see it in one person's hands and letting them cook. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm curious what they're going to try to do different as opposed to just let talent win out. And oftentimes talent is going to win out here is Joe talking about the game. Nothing particularly juicy here, but just uh, how the, how he thought he responded late. And again, just to reiterate, we haven't gone deep on it yet, but after Jalen Brown's masterpiece, like hanging in the Jalen Brown Louvre of 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 Jalen Browniness for the the, the 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 Celtics went down there. I thought that was it, and they came back from from that. And again, we haven't yet talked about it, but here's Joe talking about the poise turning it around. Jalen Browniness. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought um, the mindset we brought um, was good. The majority of the night, you're going to expect games to go like that. I feel like every time we play them, it's a one-possession game. Um, I thought we were relatively tough on both ends of the floor, and I thought we tried to execute down a stretch. And um, we know that's going to be something that we're going to have to continue to grow at as our late-game execution. And I thought we brought poise, thought we brought uh, good spacing, and I thought we tried to make the right play. Okay. How did you think of the way they responded down the stretch there? It, it felt like that, that there were moments where they could have really given themselves a little bit of breathing room and they just kept it closer than it should have been. Um, this is a game that should not have been, you know, decided in large part down the stretch by Peyton Pritchard free throws or, you know, Tatum you know, making some plays. They, this game should have been one where they should have been able to win it with a little bit more comfort. Uh, they're a better team than New York. There's just no getting around that. And I thought they had too many stretches where they didn't lean into that reality. And in New York, to their credit, New York kind of gunked the game up. You look at some of the things that their bench guys did, the fact that they're, you know, their, their best score in this game uh, came off the bench. Uh it felt it felt as though this was a game they should have won closer to like eight, nine, ten points as opposed to four. Yeah. What are you reading, Jimmy? I, I, I was fine. I'm just on Twitter trying to find quotes, but I, I, I was fine with the. Listen, there was one boneheaded string of plays by Jalen Brown, and I, I, aside from that, I wasn't too distraught with the way that they played down the stretch. I thought the Knicks fought back. I mean. That's what they've done in the past last year, and that's what they're going to probably do this year. But I liked the way that Porzingis affected the game late. Late there, he hit that big three. Um, you know, they got 
They got uh, Pritchard in there. He hit his free throws. They were down. What were they down? Like four? The Celtics? You know, with like two minutes to go? Something like that? Something, uh, something like the, that. And, and the they, biggest and, lead. Yeah. I think it was like nine. It was the biggest lead. But the big, a couple minutes got, left. Got, it was like got, a two-possession game. Yeah. I mean – there's been there's been times last year where they they really were lost. I mean, typically it's more on the offensive end when they need to, like the last possession or two where you really start to scratch your head on what they were doing last year. Um, and we haven't really got to that point yet. But I didn't feel like they were going to lose this game. I really didn't. Even though even when it was going back and forth, I still felt like they were in control for most of this game. And the Knicks would go on their runs, and the Celtics would respond. Whether it was Tatum, Porzingis. Um, they, they didn't seem to let their foot off the gas. They played hard on both ends. And so I, I overall I was happy with it. I mean, I don't want them to get in the habit of giving up those types of leads because I know it happens far too often, but it is also the NBA and it, it happens to a lot of teams, but down the stretch overall, I was fine with it. I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was a six point game with fours after Brown did what Brown did. And again, let's, let, let's call it for what it is. I mean, that Chet's pass from, 45 feet away from the basket, a chest pass directly into the lane. I think nine people were like watching that thing. Like that was like a <laughs> Mac Jones, like pass to the sideline, you know, yeah. you know, just. It's amazing. It even got that far. I thought it would have <laughs> like, got picked off sooner. And they were like, uh, okay. You know, like, uh, I guess I'll take it. <laughs> it was okay. Like a, I'll take it now. It you like win. A, it was like a punt. Um, so that was, I mean, okay. What I, I don't know. He saw something it, it clearly wasn't there. And then just that, that mental lapse and then the foul and just, I mean, that was just a rough, rough, rough 30 seconds. That makes it 99, 93. All the momentum is on New York that's side. What it was, yeah. They came back. So that's it. You know, that's, they, they did it. Uh, and, and that, uh, that's why, that's why I'm, I'm not going to hate on it because they could have just rolled over at that point. Yeah, but that could have been it. And, and and we'd be having a different conversation right now. So, again, there was a lot of same old Celtics stuff. But that's not same old Celtics. Like, right. that's quite the opposite of, of, of what we've seen. You, they blow those right. leads. And, again, this is where it would have gone. This is where the conversation goes. Joe uh, has, a, has the Cornette Pritchard-Hauser lineup to start the fourth, okay? I yeah. mean, I, 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 I mean, Playing with fire. who didn't know that was a terrible idea? Nick started on a 13-2 run, and that's it. And all of a sudden, a nine-point lead, game. Is, it's a game. And you just get, you just undid whatever work you'd done by keeping them at arm's reach most of the game, eight, nine, 10, 11 points, all game long, and just handed it back. Like, what? What, what do we? I, and that's I a know, good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. I know that that's a spot where a lot of coaches do that, which is at the end of the third into the fourth, and then I ride my starters the rest of the way. But you also recognize and it's almost like a baseball thing. It's like meat of the your heart of the order coming up in the eighth inning. Maybe I use my closer here. You know, like maybe you don't need to close with your guys if you come out there and you extend that lead to 16, 18, 20 and just drop the hammer. That nope. was that was too many people you didn't want on the court at the same time on the court at the same time. It looks like it was, I and mean, this is just a score app, but it looks like it was Pritchard, Hauser, Tatum, Porzingis, and Horford. Oh, I thought it was Cornette. Okay. So 
It was Pritchard so and Hauser. Pritchard, one came out quick. I think Hauser came out quick. He left Pritchard in there for a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. one got a quick hook after a couple yeah. of minutes. Yeah. But you're right. It was Pritchard and Hauser. But they still came out flat. I mean, regardless of who's who's in there, I mean, you know, that, that goes to show that just that lack of depth there, you know, and Hauser didn't do anything tonight. Yeah. I agree here. It was bad for him to talk Cornette without Bobby here. Um, you know, we're waiting for all of those guys to get involved. Where the hell are they? You know, Bobby loves to sit there and make sure he's got every last interview. You know, Luke could talk. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> or make lemon squares. <laughs> yeah. What's the buffet choice for Luke? Exactly. Lemon squares. There you go, Jimmy. Oh, man. So, so it started there. And they got they, they let him right back into it, and it was a game the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah, it was. Against the better teams, they're not going to be able to get away with that. Um, it's going to bite in the ass if they're not careful. I think the Knicks are going to be a decent team this year, though. They'll be. I mean, to me, the ceiling for them is like three four or five. four in the East. Really, yeah. realistically, four totally. or five is probably where they're going to wind up. Yeah, can't see them slipping beyond six in the East this year. No. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked a ton about it and, uh, and nobody's, oh, people only get mad when we don't talk about Jalen's 30 point games. We have not talked a lot about Tatum's, um, 34 point game. Um, you know, again, you're always looking for different, both in approach and, or curious if there's another level, you know, is there another level to Tatum's game? I believe there is. I, I actually think there's a even a little bit more. A few, there's a couple levels. I think. I believe Brown plateaued and did two years ago. I really do. I think he's fully cooked. I think that's who he is, and <laughs> he's fully baked. You know, like that's 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 what it Get is. Get him out the oven. Get him out of the he's oven. Done. Don't burn the pie. Okay. <laughs> Get him out of there. He's baked. Three hundred million dollars, and he's baked. <laughs> fully baked. Unbelievable. That's it. It's finished. It's a souffle. Perfect. Anyway, it is what it is. I think Tatum still has it because I still think he has more he can do. Like, all of the stuff he does well, I actually think he can do even a little bit better better and a lot. Finishing through the contact, being a little bit more decisive, deciding when to set people up and when to take people on and when to, you know, how to approach it. Um, You know, you still see him at times for – I mean, you're not going to play a perfect game every game. But that second into the third quarter, he looked like he was – like two levels above everyone else on the court, just the, the way that he was approaching there. It was unbelievable uh, just how he was attacking and scoring with ease and getting all the way to the cup. None of these cutesy little, you know, flippy finishes. I mean, he just went strong and he got there and he just seemed to be able to get there wherever he wanted. He wasn't doing too much wiggle and jiggle. It was just right to where he wanted to go. A to B. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And they and they're gonna need that. I mean, I, I he's so freaking good. Uh, it, it seems every year he's been in the league. You know, when you and you look at what he does year in year out, it's among the greatest to ever do that at that age as a Celtic. Uh, and as Jimmy pointed out, this is this is some fly by night NBA franchise. I mean, they're they're the gold standard. Uh, and the fact that he's positioning himself year in year out, and he's getting better at everything, John. I mean. Yeah. This, this again, I, I was so impressed with just his understanding of I've got a guy that's six, seven, six, eight guarding me. I'm just going to take his little ass on a block 
and then wrote and just operate from there. If they collapse on me, I'm going to kick it. I'm going to swing it. If they don't respond quickly enough, I'm just going to shoot over the top of this guy. He's becoming, he's understanding how to use his body to play bully ball when, when necessary, which is something I would never have thought would be possible when he came into the league as this 19 year old or 17 year, whatever the hell old he was twig mm. from Duke. Right. I think, I, I think at this stage in his career, one of the things guys learn years in is pace, right, Sherrod? Yeah. A lot of veterans will talk about how once they realized how to change their pace during an NBA game and go into different, I guess, levels of it mid-game, that's how they really got more effective on, on that offensive end. And I think Tatum, we talk about how Porzingis can score from all over. Well, Tatum can do it better, you know? I mean, he, he really can. And, and I, I know that there's a lot of experts that are picking him to be the MVP this year. And for mm-hmm. good reason, for good reason, yep. because he's going to end up being on one of the best teams in the league. Um, he's going to be their highest score. He's going to be their leader, probably, in, uh, you know, in, in most cases here. And he's at that point in his career where he can go out and drop 34 and 11. And we don't start talking about him until 40 minutes into the show because it's not that big of a surprise anymore. Right. Well, because I mean, he didn't, fa- he also didn't. And so I, this is part of it is for those moments, he looked great. And it's, it's so interesting because we had slow starts from Tatum. And again, Porzingis played the role of Jalen Brown today and had that hot hand in the first. And then Tatum carried them second and third. We've seen that story before. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Tatum's taken entire first halves off and that's been frustrating games when he's jacking and the threes don't get there. And I thought he didn't do that because he was attacking and he was aggressive here. And it was great. The reason we're not talking about him until 45 minutes, 50 minutes in his show is because he didn't factor into anything really late. Um, it kind of got jumbled, you know, j- junked up again. Uh, Jason Tatum had three shots in the fourth quarter. Jalen Brown had zero. We've had many wow. like calamitous losses, you know, uh, you know, over the course of time in the playoffs or whatever, when people are screaming, where the F were those guys? What did they mm-hmm. do? How did they disappear in the fourth? And so again, it's kind of like how you're going to figure out who's doing what and when, it's still weird to have those guys. And again, Porzingis bails them out because he comes up big back in the fourth after kind of disappearing for a little bit. But it's weird to have those guys not involved offensively very much at all in the fourth quarter. Hmm. It's weird, but you know what? It's like, it's a good thing in some ca- in some cases because it wasn't like they weren't involved and things went off the rails. They weren't involved, but they had other Rob's guys. in the game. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, did he trip and fall on his way out? Rob, first sub, first sub, and he's out. Maybe he's hurt. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> first sub yeah. of the game, Aiton in foul trouble. William's going to show the world he's better than Aiton. They're yeah. going to flip. They're going to flip that quick. But anyway, well, I'll watch the highlights. Um, no, I mean, listen, it, it's not being forced to them either, John, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. because what happened last year is it would end up in one of those guys' hands and, and we'd, we'd trash their execution down the stretch because there was no plan. There was nothing. It was just whoever ended up with the ball was going to just do whatever they could to try to score. And in most cases, it ended up in a turnover. So if that's not going to happen this year, if they're not going to try to force it to Tatum or force it to Brown and they're going to work it, work it around and get it to the guy who's got the best well chance at scoring, then, then I'm fine with that. And it, it's not going to be – the norm that both guys aren't involved, quote unquote, down the stretch. It just so happened to be the case tonight. 
Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got the kind this of talent where you know there's going to be a <laughs> – this is in them. <laughs> That's funny. Well uh, said. Can't make they, it up. Well said. Exactly. Yeah. No, they, they've got the kind of ro- roster and, and, and depth that it's going to be almost like, you know, um, pick your poison on a nightly basis for teams where two or three of those guys are going to have really good games and maybe two or three of them may not play particularly well. But over the course of the season, I think it's all going to, going to balance out where they're going to have four or five guys who over the course of a season are going to be really good because they're going to need that if they're going to win a championship. They're going to need guys to, you know, like tonight was not a great game for Jalen Brown from an offensive standpoint, but defensively he did some really good things. Next game he might not be as good defensively, but he might go out and get you 28 points. So they, That's going to be the message. That's definitely their message to, to each other, I bet you, Rod, is that everyone's time will come. Yeah. And it's and it's it's it sounds kind of kind of you know BSy, but it's real. That's 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 truth. The, totally, and that's how you have to. That's how you have to be if you're on a, if you if your goal is to win a championship, you have to put the team in front of you, and you have to understand that it's not going to always be your night. You know, Jane, Jason Tatum's not going to always get the ball maybe at the end of the games anymore, and Jalen Brown's not going to get twenty five points every game or whatever. And mm-hmm. and there's going to be minutes where Porzingis doesn't have it either. I mean, it's hard to believe. I don't even believe it that I'm, while I say it that Porzingis might not be on on a certain night. But those nights will come, and then there are other players available to fill in. That's the whole point. That's why you are stacked one through six the way you are. Yeah, because I still think as good as Porzingis was tonight, I still at the end of the day see him as their third or fourth best player when all said and done. Uh, and, and so that, that means there are going to be nights that will not be this good. Uh, but to me, the big thing for Porzingis is just actually – being available to play that's the thing i mean when he's healthy enough to play in games he's pretty damn good but that's been that's been an issue so yeah so i mean this to me again the the biggest surprise about porzingis tonight was how well he played defensively um he's been he's been consistently one of the better shot blockers in the nba for the last six seven four last four or five years for sure Mm -hmm. but the contesting of shots the not getting smoked uh, when, when guards try to go ISO on him. Uh, those are things that he's not great at, but he's not a liability as as many of us thought he might be with this team. So I'm good with, with what he was able to do, knowing that it's probably not going to be this good most nights. Mm-hmm. All NBA. That's, that, that's what I predicted. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he was, he was gushing over, you know, yeah. the win, well, the you performance, know, and playing in yeah. the building, yeah. Playing against the Knicks, the team that drafted him, and they were all chanting F Porzingis, I guess, during the game. And he said um, – This is what you want to hear. He said it was fun. He said, I was just enjoying all that and using that as motivation to make some big plays. It was actually really, really fun tonight to be in that environment. So Porzingis is tapping into – this is the thing. He hasn't probably played a meaningful game in a, in a minute, right? So he's just think about it. I mean, he's in Washington a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, Washington from a basketball standpoint, that's like the freaking Serbia of the NBA. There's nothing. The Latvia of the NBA. (laughs) Oh, it's worse. (laughs) There's, there's nothing. There's no value. Uh, People don't care about their games. Uh, And and, and he, you know, he's now in a situation, not only do they care about your teams you play, but they care about the team you play for. You've played games that matter. And for him, the beautiful thing is you've got like face of the franchise money as the third or fourth option. And every now and then they might need you to be the number two, like tonight. And he has the ability to do that. So this was, I mean, again, if you're the Celtics, this is a reminder of why you went out and got Porzingis, uh, why he matters to this team. 
Uh, because you're going to have nights like this where Jalen's not going to have it going on offensively. And there you need someone to be able to step up and be that number two scorer threat. Uh, former Celtics alert, uh, Rob Williams, uh, a minus seven in four minutes, 0 for 1. <laughs> 0 for 1 with a turnover and a foul. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon just got in the game, one minute, 0 for 1. This got to suck for Malcolm, right? Uh, yeah, that's tough. He, he, he ate it last year to be a sixth man on a good on a good team with championship aspirations and did it because he was being a good soldier. Then you get dished to Portland and you're a sixth man again and you got Matthias Tybel starting, you know, and oh geez. That's gotta be tough. He's he's too nice. Yeah. What happens to nice guys? So that's tough. Grant Williams, by the way, heard the slander. Nine points in 18 minutes, more points than Kyrie Irving so far, I will say. Um, and uh, finishing so he, at the rim, too. I saw him convert a three point play, yeah. So he, he's got three turnovers, he's and a he minus, is a minus seven. seven. Um, uh, but Grant, uh, you know, Grant is gonna Grant is gonna grant right now, he's gonna he's gonna do what he does. Um, and yeah. uh, and that's that. So, I'm yeah, just gonna former be, uh, Celtics, we'll check that out. And as you said, Marcus had 15 points, right. The game was still going on at the time. Oh, it was okay. It was like nearing still its end. Rolling. All right, we're gonna we're gonna hang on a little bit. See if we get the guys in on New York a little bit. Uh, guys, spin the wheel. Where 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 haven't we gone tonight? You want to talk about general general vibe? Like expectations you know, were up here because you want. What did you want to see? Uh, you know what? I, just I, I, bombs I, away, right? You know, like go go go. This team's unstoppable. Everybody's scoring. Tw- four guys with twenty points. Blah 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 didn't happen was a little bit messy you still generally positive vibes coming out of the game yes i mean the guy that i was curious to see how they would respond is al because he's the one guy that everyone loves everyone believes is is one of their leaders and now you're asking him he's another guy that again his role is going to be very different this year because clearly there are going to be times where they go double big and times they're going to go not double big and when they don't do it he's coming off the bench and, you know, Tatum talked a little bit about that, you know, before the game, you know, about how just Al, you know, is ex- the example that everyone needs to follow as far as sacrifice and things like that. But it's nice to say that and it sounds good. But what the hell does that mean when you actually get in the game? And Al, to his credit, you know, made the most of his opportunities to make shots, did a good job defensively, did basically everything he does when he's starting. Uh, and no one really has a sense of how that is going to play out as the season progresses. Uh, but this was a great start, I think, for Al in terms of, you know, being able to impact the game in a very kind of compacted uh, playing time situation, coming off the bench in a role that you're not used to, to playing. John, do we have apology cam ready for Bobby when he does join? Because I am making him apologize for his bold take already. That that it blew up. It blew the, up the, the, the fastest record. bold prediction to, to blow up. Bobby, you mean what about Drew Holiday playing like twenty games or some sh- like yeah, that? Yeah, starting starting less than fifty games and Al Horford being the starter and ba 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 ba. He wrote a lot of words to be wrong in in record setting time. So. I want that apology, Cam. I just write. What I, I will say right is this. There. I, I will right say this. There. I will say this. If Joe doesn't feel good about any of the guys he's got on the bench, Brissett, Banton, uh, you know, uh, you know, who else? V. Kada. My guy, Kada. Kada. Uh, what's his name? The 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 guy from Cleveland. Lamar uh, Stevens. 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 Lamar Stevens. What doesn't are feel any good of their about. Names? <laughs> 
sleepy. Leave Lamar Stevens out of this. Put your, put your hand in a hat. Sleepy, a sneezy. Out. All right, you're you know, in, buddy. Dopey. You're in. Dopey. Yeah. <laughs> but if he doesn't feel good about any of those guys, he's not going to give him any run. And he's committed to the mm-hmm. Hauser-Pritchard kind of being the, the mm-hmm. seven and the eight, which we thought was going to be the case. Um, and you get nights like this where you're starting to wonder, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like this. Um, you're going to, there's going to start to be some interesting conversations about, do you, do you break it up even more? Do you take somebody who absolutely shouldn't be out of the starting lineup, out of the starting lineup? People will wonder if that's something that you would do. Um, start losing. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows? We'll see how it goes. Here is uh, we're going to hear from Chris Stapps right here on his, uh, on his debut. Here's KP. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. I'm not going to lie. Uh, playing here at the Garden is always special. Um, as a home team, obviously, but also on the road here, it's, it's really fun. And, and uh, yeah, it's at one point, it got really crazy, right? When the fans got into it, they make a, made a comeback. But we stayed poised and we stayed uh, calm and and, uh, and we were able to finish finish out the game on, on, a, on, a, on you know, making some big plays, hitting some free throws and and uh, yeah, overall, fun game to to play in for sure. That dude fun game. is so damn happy, right? Joe, I mean, I, I've seen him, I've I've seen him do just dozens and dozens of interview, interviews through the years. <laughs> I've never seen him as consistently happy as he is. Was listening to him talk to Lisa Salters after Great the first smile. quarter. Big ass grin, then big ass post game grin. Great dude teeth. Is, it's it's like he got his get out He's of jail free card. And he's and he is absolutely doing the damn thing. Joe Sway is here. Oh, snap. what's going on, Sharon? Joe Sway's say, doing the damn thing. We'll, we'll we'll bring in Joe Sway here. I will say one thing. Uh, Chris Sapp said, and again, I was talking about this with some people during the game. Uh, life is better. NBA NBA life. I think sports in general is better when when teams in the uh, in the Northeast and on the East Coast are relevant. Good. Um, vibes. Wow. Philly, New York, Boston, when you get Man. vibes, when you get those rivalries, and he's right, like New York, that's a fun atmosphere uh, yeah. there, Joe Sway. So, like, they're crazy. Let me tell you, they're crazy out here. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> when they care, you know, and when, when they're right. into it. No better you, place to play than MSG. But uh, you get your first, uh, first, you know, what were your impressions from tonight? And you just, you talked to some people in the locker room, general vibe. Um, general vibe is positive. Uh, I think overall there's that we could have played better out there, which is understandable the way that things unfolded in that fourth quarter, but, um, they stayed poised. I mean, that's the word that all these guys are saying. I'm sure that's the word that Joe Mazzula repeated a number of times. Uh, he certainly had us waiting for quite a bit. I don't take that as he was reaming his guys out, but I, I think they must've had a thorough talk about what, what transpired there. And a lot of these guys are on the same page. I mean, Chris Porzingis, Tatum, uh, you know, talking about how that fourth quarter played out and how they, they need to, they need to tighten things up offensively a lot of turnovers but at the end of the day um i'm not gonna say the turn to win to win but uh they did what they needed to do to close this one out and, and grab the first one of the season facts my dog yeah yeah i mean look Who'd this is a special night for porzingis man porzingis actually and uh <laughs> i i caught the end of Sharad's answer there when he was talking about just how how happy he is to be in Boston and how happy he was to hear this crowd say F you over and over again and then silence them in the end, man. All That's that like stuff. me in the chat. Is that what, yeah, pretty much. Something I, like that. I, 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 I love it. Perfect comparison. F, F you, Xanis. I love it. Keep, keep I mean, that's not the one I would have went with, but I'll take that one, I guess. Um, yeah, and, and look, 
this is exactly what the Celtics team needed in terms of having a guy who could just do a lot of things for you on both ends of the floor, right? And that's what Porzingis did, especially hitting those big shots. It's really difficult for the Knicks to go out there and defend that. And they showed that for sure, right? Also, defensive stops, you know, down low. And, and, and to, to, you know, like what you said, John, when when an arena is chanting your name, that that type of chant, I mean, it's not because you're on a a, a team that, that's not destined to do great things this season. So I, I think... Matter. Yeah, you have to matter. And obviously Porzingis is all of a sudden, uh, you know, and on a team that not only has championship aspirations, but have the talent to, to, to pull it off for sure. Yeah, it's a little different rolling to the garden with the Celtics versus rolling in there with the with the bullets, excuse me, the wizards. Um, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, it's, that's a good point. Wow, you just dated yourself. Yeah. I did. Je- I did. So when Jeff Ruland is out there, <laughs> You know, <laughs> Bobby. What's up? What's up, Bobby boy? You you doing a press conference right now? Yeah, waiting this, waiting for some questions. <laughs> Yo, he's dead ass. He's like, guys, hurry up! About that Luke Cornette guy, Bobby. I got a question um, for you, Bobby. Bobby, we're not we're not going to stop you. You decide which way you want to go. We've we've at this point talked about everything. If I had to guess, though, Jimmy's going to want to talk to you about that starting lineup. <laughs> I'll, let Bob, I'll, let Bob, I'll let Bobby hit, hit us with, with, his, with his hotness right off the top. What do yeah. you got, Bob? So my, I, I had a lot of frustrating moments watching this one. Uh, the turnovers were bad. And we just talked to Jason, who was like, oh, first game of the year. Cut, us, cut me some slack. I turned it over a little bit too much. But, you know, it was just first game. Jitters, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Sloppiness. Um, the natural progression of playing with new guys so i guess i'll buy that answer for now but i was very disappointed with some of the offensive lapses bobby disappointed uh, this game. after a win here yeah so but, hard but, ass here but, he is hard ass bobby this year but this did look like a 2022 win you didn't play great you had some maddening offensive stretches but man did you defend for most of this game there was a stretch at the end of the second i didn't love defensively but overall dominant on that end and in a different way right like we said porzingis in the middle them fighting around screens and man navigating guys into that drop him blocking four shots contesting everything i mean he's gonna be and that's what they're gonna do right bobby it's gonna be a lot of pressure fight through screens play drop porzingis is back and that's that and that's just what they're gonna that's who they're gonna be yeah, then they forced a lot of turnovers in this game, a lot of breakout scores. They it didn't feel like they Leaking missed a out, shot in transition. Time out, did that a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah. So that stuff, I guess, sticks with me more than some of the more frustrating moments. But you're gonna hold this team to a high standard, so this wasn't great. They got outshot by twenty. They gave up a ton of threes. The turnovers were maddening, and it felt like they were gonna blow it late. I mean, this would have been a terrible loss if they let it slip away. They go down six into the final couple minutes there. But what we say, John, having Porzingis there is going to make the reads easier. And what they do down the stretch, they look for him again and again and again in the corner on Grimes, in the corner on Hartenstein right. that draw the fouls and the bonus uh, for the deep three. And it was a deep one, uh, the but, decisive one. But they, 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 after going away from him for a little bit there, and again, yeah. uh, this is like your new superpower here. You've got this guy where you can find him, you know, like he's there. They missed him. They, they, they didn't utilize him as much as they could have. And he still ended up putting up 30 points. <laughs> he was awesome. This is everything you could have dreamt of from him. Uh, well, going through some frustrating moments. I know Joe Sway probably talked about him saying, yeah, I didn't want to play angry. Just want to have fun and be loose out there. He was joking around about the crowd and 
overall, he just seems happy here, and he likes his role a lot. Like he's in a prime position to succeed with this team. Now, Jalen, I think our preview show predicted some of the challenges he's going to go through in this offense. Definitely didn't receive consistent looks. Many of the same issues in the preseason where he's getting caught underneath the defense and just throwing it away. Uh, the sloppy back-to-back turnovers there almost lost in the game. Not a great he game. And he struggled Jimmy. getting around screens, fouling. I, I don't know what was wrong with him out there. Jason got asked about it, said, you know, we're all going to have bad games. And he did some good stuff like rebounding. And, you know, he did have a decent amount of assists in this game, but I wasn't a big fan of his night at all. What did you like, Bobby? The defense. They are back to being there it is. the first team. And I love it. This You would not have won this game last year. I guarantee it. You would have lost going cold from three and letting the other team outshoot you in that spot and just continuing to jack up shots. And the one guy you do like jacking up shots is Porzingis. Facts, my dog. Facts. So, who are you guys this, at? Bobby. Disappointed? Positive? No, coming not at all. Who's the vibe? We are not very disappointed. We happy are. about the way they came back in the end. I mean, obviously, you don't want to see them lose that double-digit lead there. You don't like to see Jalen Brown have like a thirty-second like seizure on the court and just do everything wrong and and and, and all that thing. But <laughs> you don't want to see the bench suck the way they did. You don't want to see like, the bench suck. You don't want to see some, by the bench. some silly some silly turnovers, whether it was Tatum. I thought White had a couple bad turnovers. I thought Holiday had a couple bad turnovers. You already mentioned um uh, Tatum with a couple bad turnovers, but I'm chalking this up to game one. These guys can only do so much in preseason and in practice where they need to get some real game time together and, and work out some of the kinks. And I think that's I why. I thought Holiday especially kind of looked out of it, didn't he? Yeah, I thought yeah. of points. But the yeah. one thing I will say that I, I did like about Holiday is he was guarding his ass oh, off. Tough he as hell. God, man. He's like, guarding Randall in the first yeah, half. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. So, exactly. So, a benefit him. of the doubt there. Right. Yeah. He's you know, a like, power forward a, defensively. He's a freaking, he's, that's what I mean is like where we lose it up. Marcus did that too. But like, he legit every night is on the tough assignment Yeah, every night holiday, you know, and I know we lauded smart for that and he absolutely did it. Holiday does it too. He is freaking tough, man. He's, he's playing Randall, Randall slamming into him, you know, yeah. top of the key, trying to get position, trying to get where he wants and he can't get anywhere. Uh, and he was ice cold early. So, I mean, he's tough, man. I thought there was a little stretch there where he got a little loose with the ball. And the shot wasn't mm-hmm. great. You know, he had a couple of open looks. So they didn't fall. He certainly didn't play a bad game. He just wasn't super impactful. But, Bobby, um, see you, Jimmy. Um, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. But, Bobby, um, the, 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 what, I, what I will say about Holiday is I feel like they used him like they used Marcus something. last year. And instead of just putting the ball in his hands and letting him run the offense. I don't think they let the guards run the offense. No, in not this one. No. at all. At no. all. And Joe keeps talking about how, not to cut you off, but real quick. But no, I, I, I want to know what you guys think on well, it. Well, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe keeps talking about how he has to get you know familiar with the offense. He's still you know, uh, trying to get used to things. But, yeah, right now you, you're not seeing a whole lot of that, especially when – uh, especially, off the, you know, with the, when the second unit checks in. Bring him off the bench. Who? It was Holiday. Why? What's wrong Apology with you? Apology cam this guy right now. Apology cam, cam <laughs> no, his you're ass. Really, you're really asking for it now, Buck. 
You are it's, asking for it. I was going to give you the Why do you want to see that? Why? John, uh, you, you know just what? said These guys, guys watching it. You better watch it because the next thing I'm going to say is bring Jalen off the bench and then everyone's going to lose their freaking minds. Okay? You better watch it. Okay? You better yeah, watch so. it because I'm coming with that. You People said, John, you I said, John, they're using him. I wish I knew how to make Bobby a solo. John, you huh? said that. <laughs> oh, no, John, we're not said, doing that. I don't think so. Who did that? That wasn't me. Yeah, I think John, I had to get. I think Jimmy did that. That's, that's totally me. Jimmy. You know that's Jimmy. Look at him. I'm getting more comfortable with Jimmy. Plays with my toys. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, look at John's face. John's like, wait, I didn't do that. What's going on? Go ahead. So you said it, John. He looked looked like he was smart out there in terms of his usage offensively. Uh, Joe Sway said it too. Still trying to involve him. Still trying to run sets for him. I know I talked to him in the locker room a little bit about how just you know, he said I got to screen more and create more advantages. If he's coming off the bench, he'll have the ball in his hands. And you saw it. The second unit really looked stagnant. Didn't have a lot of pop to it. Not a lot of creation. The ball was in Jalen's hands. Didn't we talk about that last night? You didn't have to do that this year because you have the ability to bring a White or a Holiday off the bench potentially here. And they said Horford, and I felt like it limited Horford a little bit too. Like he got really? going there in the second half, and otherwise he just wasn't super involved. You, know, you think it's limited? Wasn't a spark off the bench. You're gonna die in this hill, aren't you? Well, no, that's interesting, Bob. Because if you ask me, and I was gonna get to this, guys, and I see what, you, what everyone else thought about. I'm sure you guys talked about it. Did uh, you like the rotations tonight, Joe Sway? I mean, I like what you saw out of Horford, and if you ask me, I, I think you can make an argument that he's got to do a little more out there coming off the bench to help these guys, right? Like, in terms of being a, a defensive presence, making sure that the, the ball's moving on offense. I mean, if the shots aren't falling between Pritchard and, 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 uh, and uh, Hauser, like we saw tonight, that second unit's in trouble. And I think a lot of that falls on Al. And, of course, guys from, starting, from the starting five will, will mix in there and, 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 you know, help that production. But, look, outside of Al, I mean, how many points are you getting from that bench, at least right now? Uh, look, Hauser will probably find – Hauser might find a shot. Pritchard probably do the same, but you're looking for uh, consistency and you're wondering if this is going to be an ongoing issue moving forward. I, I think they, 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 they kind of need someone like Al to, to help uh, help things on both ends. Well, Bobby, thinks they, need, Bobby need, thinks they need someone like Holiday. I you need lineup balance. What are you going to uh, do? You got six players. One of them is going to the bench with the rest of those guys. No matter what, moving Holiday there versus Al there doesn't make... Hauser a different person like no matter yeah. what it's going to be playing with three could. other starters and plus to me for, they're always I, with three yeah there's always three starters on the floor Bobby that's right. the thing is like it's not going to be but when they were going into the bench it was a lot of Brown on the ball and a lot of Pritchard on the ball and I Pritchard wasn't very good in this one uh Brown you know, yeah, he, has to, he has to improve because that's a big part of what, why he's he's you know why they committed the way they did to Pritchard so that's something I think is going to he's going to learn his he's going to find his way but in terms of Al, I think you're maximizing him right now. You know, you're getting maybe uh, he's got to do a lot more than 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 you would see if, if he was out there with the starting five. I don't know if you would get the same kind of production out of White coming off the bench. I don't know. The, I mean, it's the lack of your big depth that makes it necessary well, to make Al come off the bench. It, right, it but really also, is. You put I agree Holiday, with that. You put Holiday on the bench. When does Pritchard come into the game? It just never... having Al on the bench allows your rotations to be able to flow better. Doesn't mean you're not going to play double. Joe played double right. big all friggin' night. Do you feel like so the I... rotations flowed well tonight, though? They didn't, but that's no. because Corn. We're gonna. You're oh, gonna you're make gonna blame me do Cornette. This. <laughs> you're gonna was Cor- you asked Cornette. for this. Cornette you asked for this. No business in this game tonight. Z- <laughs> zero. That was surprising. Fair enough, but it wasn't his fault. Half. 
Uh, we're not. I'm not. Blaming oh, it's never Cornette his fault. Enabler, enabler, enabler. Cornette is Cornette. I'm not yeah, blaming not. him for being who he is. He just had no role here. Like at this point, you got to figure out what you're doing here with that. I don't understand that. Like what? You know, what do you do here? That was an elegant figure way of what you do. Why wasn't it his fault? Figure out what he does. We got to. It was the facilitating. It was the facilitating on that second unit. You just didn't have a lot of pop. You didn't have a lot of organization. You didn't have a lot of flow in those units. They went a little deep into the bench too, and you know some of those lineups that had Cornet and Hauser out there. So you basically had Pritchard and Brown orchestrating those five guys with Tatum off the floor. I thought that first half rotation, John, really sunk them. They took Holiday and Tatum off the floor, and it was like Pritchard, Brown, Hauser. Cornet and someone they were else. eight deep nine minutes into the game and then and then luke starts the second quarter i believe so it was yeah. weird yeah so that stretch they got to that great great start didn't they 15 points for porzingis early and then he's off the floor too i think in that stretch there it's it might have been horford at the four so i didn't I'm, so what does it mean this is what he did what do you want me to put on the screen well we don't usually put stats up for those types of lines. you know what, you <laughs> what do you do. want me to say luke played some tonight you like know what do you, you want did. the graphic he to probably say? doesn't deserve a graphic he doesn't deserve a, a, a lower third tonight what do you want me to write why did luke play tonight on the graphic? i want you to play amit's i want you to play amit's clip that he that he said he uploaded what did he yeah, yeah. He, is it up, up drew talking about the lineups fine here's drew talking about the lineups <laughs> oh good um Definitely a good test. It was fun to go out there. Obviously fun to play in Madison Square Garden in the first game and kind of feel this type of rivalry. So it was a good test for us. What did you notice you guys still need to work through offensively, especially through some of those more stagnant? Um, you know, maybe getting some screens, uh, thinking quicker to get the advantage that we want. If we have if I have a small me, go up there and set a screen and uh, try to play out of that. Maybe JB or JT can either attack that or maybe they get mixed up. I, I'm open for a three-year layup or something like that. So um, just going back in a, a little bit more ball movement. Yeah, the ball movement did kind of stink tonight. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it sucked. Let's just, just It let's, sucked. There I'm waiting for Bobby to say one good <laughs> thing about tonight's game. I'm defense, waiting. Jimmy. All right, it's true. You just said defense. You don't like anything offensively at all? Not really. What was that? A lot? Porzingis, there two right? Good individual was that Porzingis? Porzingis and Tatum. Porzingis Make, and, Tatum and the rest was just a mishmash. And the late game yeah. execution was pretty good. I mean, Tatum going to a post up move late blew me away. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd see that. And he thanks, I think, Sam. What, got fouled. You could thank Sam I am for that. My, My ass. That was big. Glory. Yeah, that was Sam, right? Nine straight okay. points for. That's what he's been saying. He said he's going to work with Tatum in the uh, in his post move. So we're getting a little. Well, they didn't turn the ball. Crazy. They didn't turn the ball over after the, the string of brown ones, right? So it it, it tightened up. Last four minutes. You, you it was not it. a high think, turnover um, game. It wasn't. It was thirteen. It, you know, it, it wasn't ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you, you were just letting I, them score off of pretty much everyone. So, you know, it's just those, you know, they were magnified and, you know, it, it came at that time where, you know, the, the, the brown ones back to back obviously put you in a put you in a hole. But it wasn't horrible. There just wasn't. It's hard to turn the ball over when you're I mean, I don't know. They didn't there wasn't really like much of an offensive philosophy. They weren't running a lot of stuff. They were just right? kind of. And, and to hear them say we had this amazing training camp. 
08 vibes. It, everything's been amazing. Remember last night, I was like, there's got to be something that's worth working through here. And the offense clearly is a work in progress right now. I thought in the half court especially, they really struggled at certain points of this game. I mean, they'd have a few possessions where it'd just be pass, pass, three. Start of the fourth quarter especially. Those first five minutes of the fourth were horrible offensively. So I'm sorry, Jimmy. It's a win. You love it, but we're holding oh, this team to a I high standard. I know. I, listen, I, I get it. And I think that they are going to right some wrongs. Obviously, Bobby, you're not going to get the finished product in game one. Right. They're going to be working through a lot of kinks, especially on offense. They've got two huge pieces that are brand new to this team. It's their first game. And, I mean, one of those guys dropped 30 points tonight. He had one of the best uh, openings on, on a new team that, that you could probably have. So... I understand where you're coming from. There's a lot of work still to be done, and I'm sure Missoula probably said something similar. Um, but they got out of there on the road, a lot of energy in that building against a good Knicks team that's going to be a playoff team, and they fought hard and they won the game, and they'll build off of it. That's kind of where I'm at with this one. That probably sounds like a homer take, but I'm just not going to get too low on, on some of the no, things I just, didn't see tonight. That's all. Yeah, it just sounds like a take from the first game of the season. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sherrod, would you shake up the lineup? Are you keeping it? I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it, Bobby. You don't shake up the lineup yet. Yeah, After Bobby said that like he was begging They're for you. Like, Wick Krausbeck walked into that locker room <laughs> and he told he told them, we're not doing this again. Never again. The lineup's changing. It's not working. The lineup is changing. I am the boss. <laughs> Change want, it now. Bobby, if you want continuity, now. if you want to see some continuity, you want to see these guys get more comfortable playing together offensively, you got to keep the lineup the way it is for a bit anyways. Well, it, I'm interested to see because they keep saying lineup by committee, different lineups, different matchups. I'd be surprised if they're shaking it up constantly. I've said that. So Joe's going to keep me on my toes with, with these with these lineups. and Not really. It's the lineup that everybody thought should have been in the lineup. Right. <laughs> There's it no was surprise. their it was their five best guys at their positions that they play. <laughs> no, yeah, it, and then you had nothing off the bench. Yeah, that's, that's gonna happen no matter what. You don't start your bench guys. I was say, you guys a stacked bench. We can keep going in circles with this, but <laughs> it's gonna be a topic for a lot of this year. I, I feel like. We'll Not see. if they keep winning. You, Not you if they're winning. I literally think it's it. going to be like a topic of one. You know, like. <laughs> so you think this is going to be the lineup throughout? I think only like, if things go drastically wrong and you feel you need a massive shakeup, might you change things up. There's going to be guys yeah. out here and there, but yeah. I, would I be stunned if someone goes to the bench and Al comes in? Not really, but it's going to be Derek White if that happens. The holiday thing going to the bench is crazy. It's not it's definitely not going to be what happens. Yeah, I don't see that either. I hope it's not white either, though. So, so you really, it really it. just has to be holiday for you in order for it to work. No matter, <laughs> they, they, they have six so good players, John, and the bench your... is gonna suck unless holiday goes to it. So you're six, it. John, if they six take your idea off the bench, your point guards. If they take Brown your idea or... and bench Jalen, <laughs> Bob's gonna be like, "See, I told you, man. They, they just can't." <laughs> right. <laughs> they made the wrong mistake. They're supposed to put holiday on the bench. I'm surprised John hasn't gone there in full yet. He's hinted at it. It's uh, coming. <laughs> Give it a few more games. Everyone said they won't sacrifice. Season, Bobby. Give us time to marinate. Give yeah. us some time to marinate. Come on. We're going to have to track that because I think we all acknowledged in that preview show it, this is going to be the biggest adjustment for him. 
And where does he fit in? Where does he consistently get his? Uh, defensively, he comes in saying, you know, we're looking to make all defensive. And I thought he had some bad stretches on that end tonight. And again, one game, but it's another thing you're taking away from this one saying it's got to be better. You know, you got Miami on Friday. You get some tests early in this season. Um, I'm thrilled they won because this would have been a bad, bad loss if they blew it late. But defensively, just like in 2022, Sherrod, you saved yourself tonight by getting a ton of stops and turnovers. So that's what I come out of this one happy with. The offense still tough to watch. And it's just another example, John, that is as much talent as there is on this team, it's still going to come back to what can Tatum and Brown do with the ball in their hands when it matters. Yeah, I mean, it's why I bring up the Tatum fourth quarter. Um, it wasn't give it to Tatum and let him handle it and get the ball out of the way. He made some good passes. He did. Um, yeah, again, right. But he wasn't aggressive. He didn't, you know. But they 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 closed, and that's not that's it. That's that's what you want to do. The the conversation is totally different if they don't pull this one out there because it would be like where were Tatum and Brown? Where were your stars here? Not getting things done, but they got it done. So you you you're not going to question how it went down down the stretch there. Yep. Everything post that meltdown by Brown, they pulled it together. You know, I love they, the closing could, stretch. I did. Could have gone. Could have gone south for sure. Yep. Porzingis, man, you were excited, Jimmy. No fire rescue tonight, but everything else is there. Yeah, it's that's gonna happen at home. It's gonna be a home game. It's gonna be a home game. It's gonna be driving. <laughs> could happen the, on the road. It still counts, I'd say. <laughs> uh, last thing we're gonna. Uh, any other He's game? Gonna stuff? run off the bus. Any other game stuff here? No, I'm good. No, I'm uh, good. I, I, what do you got? I don't have any game stuff. I wanted to ask them. They did like a men on the street interview in New York City today. I wanted to know so how that went. So John gave us some direction on it. He wanted us to be confrontational. Uh, hold on. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> no, no this is true. What? This is 100% true, John. Don't try do to. we have a video? No, we don't. Uh, I don't oh. set it up. We don't have it yet. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Let me just say, it. John wanted us to be confrontational, and it got confrontational. <laughs> it's been 20 oh years. They made... All right, whatever. You guys did you guys almost it. get your asses kicked? One of us did. <laughs> wow. Damn. Bobby's like that. The bus? <laughs> wow. Stay tuned. That's not what happened, but stay wow. tuned. This, right? Anyway, no one watch. almost, nobody almost anything. All right, just New York just is like... Last thing I want that too. When are we going to see this? We'll get Tomorrow. back to it in a minute. Last thing I wanted to talk about earlier today, um, uh, Wick Rausbeck went on the radio oh and he, uh, he revealed that he demanded changes to the roster after the game seven loss. Changes to the, to the starting lineup. Yeah, demand. <laughs> he demands a holiday go to the bench. <laughs> what do we think here? Um, do we believe it? This? Is that what you're asking? No, I'm asking. Like, do you believe? He did go that- in the locker room. I do believe no, but he said he, he he goes in. He was watching Game Seven. He stewed for a bit. After he went in the locker room down three zero. He went in the game after Game Seven. He watched his stewed for a bit. Two days later, wrangled up Brad and Joe and said, "We're not bringing back this team." Do you believe that every change was necessitated by that conversation, or that something that was happening on its own? I think that was always on the table. I don't know if it's one of those things where it was happening on its own. It was inevitable, but that was always on the table. And like we talked about, you know, Bobby and I uh, this afternoon, Marcus Smart was always going to be that guy. Or in most scenarios, was going to be that guy, you know, uh, in, in terms of uh, his value, uh, his contract coming off of the uh, defensive player of the year award. I mean, Rob, you can almost make the same argument just in the sense of he's a bit younger and all that stuff. But I just feel like if you're going to make drastic changes, that was always going to be uh, at least – 
the, the, the first place to start, right? Putting someone like Marcus or Rob, or, but most likely Marcus, especially where you were in the very beginning of the offseason, in a deal to, to bring in someone. I mean, it's like it's exactly what uh, what Brad said. You know, it, it's, it costs a lot to get good things. And, and I don't think anyone here believes that Tatum or Brown were, were ever on the table or, or that was even a thought. Yeah, I don't think he came up with these deals, but right. I'm sure he was mad and I'm sure that there were conversations about changes needing to be made. And I'm sure that was on Brad's mind too. And Joe's mind. I know Brad was at the forefront of a lot of these changes this summer. And these have been things stewing in his mind for a while. You know, like I, I still go back to the smart thing. And a lot of people think that at 11 o'clock, the Clippers deal fell apart and they just called the Grizzlies and they were like, give us smart or this isn't happening. There were a lot of talks and even the Grizzlies front office people said, we've been pushing for smart for a little while now. So, you know, these conversations happen over time. And I think as Joe Sway just said, the biggest change you could make was moving smart and bringing in a big man like they did. And that, that just doesn't happen overnight. I think a lot of these conversations started, they clearly weren't going to trade Brown. Right. So, right. I think after that series ends, the big cultural change you can make is moving on from smart. And I don't think it was just about the talent you're bringing in. That was obviously a big part of it, but it's also about what you're sending out and freeing up Tatum and Brown. Like I think when it came to that deal, John, it was 50% adding a talent you really like and 50% trying to change the dynamic in this room and the leadership dynamic on this team. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm I'm right there with Wick. We we all said it on the show that something needed to happen. They couldn't just bring it back again, right? So, I'll, we you know we we joke about Wick a lot on this show because he is poor. Make no mistake about it. He is a poor <laughs> poor poor owner. Um, but that being said, he's writing he's big sell- check. He's writing big checks this year. I know. I know. I gotta put that joke in the shelf for a bit. But he is a Celtics fan, and you know what? When your owner really does have uh, a little bit of like fandom attached, that goes a long way. And you can just ask fans of, of, of teams that just have miserable owners that don't care about the team and they just year after year just disappoint. But that's not really – that's not Wick Grossbeck and that's not that ownership uh, team. They care about the organization. They care about the team. They want to win. They've their, their goal is to bring banners to Boston. And so – yeah, I, I completely believe that he went into that room and said, guys, figure it the F out. You know, he's not going to sit there and try to make the deals, obviously, but he trusts Brad to do it and give Brad credit. Brad went out there and did it. And I'm sure Wick giving a little nudge, you know, helped a little bit. But I, I, I'm sure that Brad went into the offseason knowing that he had to make some tough decisions. It's not to make Marcus Smart the scapegoat, but that was just probably their – really only option in order to make some real change. They weren't going to get rid of Tatum, obviously, and they, they didn't right. have they, they weren't going to get rid of Brown in the situation that he was in contractually speaking. There's there's no other move. I mean any other move would have been minimal, right? It wouldn't have right. made a, a, a huge right. splash. It wouldn't have changed the identity of this team the way the way the uh, Marcus Smart moved it. And then they, and they were they were going to go into the year with the Porzingis deal being the main one. The holiday one was just that came out of as we all know that came out of nowhere. Well, so, that's, that's thanks to Milwaukee. I'm yeah. sure Wick. I'm sure Wick bombed into the room after that too, and said, "Figure out a way to get Holiday on our team." <laughs> so that I know, believe. Yeah, good, good for him and good <laughs> for the like, for doing it. Wick, yeah. I'm already on. Yeah, I'm, Wick, already, I'm on the phone right now. Yeah, I'm on the phone right now. Can you give me a second? Right. Yeah, I also think there's a little bit of um, 
Wick's reading the press clippings and everybody's anointing his team the best team since 2008. And, uh, you know, it's like, hey, by the way, I, I told him to do that. You know, like, I just want you, I want you to know. Before the season starts. It's pretty just, quiet just so when you things know. are going wrong. Yeah, right. but to 25 games in, it'd be like, look, we took some risks. We got, if they're, if they're, if they're like under 500, next interview. We took a yeah. few risks. We got rid of some core pieces. You know, we knew yeah, that yeah, that yeah. was risky. Growing pains. Never know how that's going to go. You know, I mean, that was a gamble, a big gamble by Brad and only Brad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nah, you wouldn't have put him out there like that. But, so, but it wouldn't have been all. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm see just kidding. Right, uh, right. So we're gonna wrap. Thanks, you guys, for hanging yeah. out uh, with us for all of this time. Celtics win. It was a squeaker. One hundred eight, one hundred four. I didn't expect uh, that. Home opener is on. The mice are moving in on me here, John. All right, we're going with Bobby. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. We're going to wrap yeah, Bobby up. Thank you guys for hanging up. Man I, on the people, street interview coming. Some soon. people were talking on the chat. Prayers up, Lewiston, Maine. Uh, for those people who don't know, it's pretty freaking bad. Um, yeah, so we're not going to talk about it here, but I know people were talking about it in the chat. Uh, we're going to see you guys on Friday night.